Sustainability Unwrapped, a conversational podcast about responsibility, ethics, inequalities, climate change, and other challenges of our times, where science needs practice to think about our world and how to make our society more sustainable one podcast at a time. Hi, everyone. We welcome our listeners to another podcast episode of Sustainability Unwrapped. And uh, in this episode, we will talk about textile reuse and recycling. Uh, I'm Anna, the host of this episode, and I'm from Hankin School of Economics, where I'm doing research about supply chain and sustainability. And our guest uh, today is Empo Nurmenen from a nonprofit organization Nextili, located in a beautiful Finnish city of Tampere. And Nextili is tightly involved in collection and sorting of used textiles. Hi, Empo. It's so great to have you here. Hi, Anna. It's really nice to be here. Thank you. It's a lot of things happening in Finland right now for textile reuse and recycling. And uh, I guess our listeners have heard or might heard about the nationwide textile collection system coming up in Finland. I think the goal is to have it by 2023, right? Somehow very soon. Yeah, it's one and a half years from now already. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what I know that currently most of used textiles in Finland end up in a mixed household waste or uh, rather collected by the charity organizations, for example, UFF, FIDA or Red Cross. So it might be something like 80 versus 20 percent. Uh, on top of your experience, could you tell us a bit more what's cooking in this area right now? So what nation, nationwide collection of used textiles about to bring to our life? Of course. Um, the nationwide textile collection is uh, it comes from the European Union and uh, it starts EU-wide in 2025, but Finland is uh, starting it two years earlier because we want to be front runners and to mm-hmm. achieve the national uh, collection. Uh, we need to develop a network of textile collectors that collect used textiles from all over Finland. Also, we need to build a textile factory to recycle the used mm-hmm. textiles. And also we need to find ways to utilize the used textiles, especially those that are not in good enough condition to be sold. And we, for that, we need companies that develop and manufacture new products out of recycled textile fibers that will be mm-hmm. produced by the factory. And um, the textile factory is uh, built in Turku and it is supposed to handle all of Finland's recyclable used textiles. And uh, the textiles are collected and pre-sorted locally, and then they are transported to Turku uh, for recycling. The mm-hmm. factory will play, break the clothes apart uh, in order to recover the textile fibers from those used textiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. And so next deal is actually a part of this network of actors, right? Yeah, we are. We have been a part of the uh, Telaketu project that has for a long time mm-hmm. studi- studied uh, textile, used textiles and textile recycling. And now uh, for the duration of the year 2021, we are part of the pilot phase of mm-hmm. the of the national collection. So we are already receiving uh, used textiles for the recycling pilot and we are sorting them by textile material. So yeah, we are very very much in the midst of this. Yeah, 
That sounds exciting. And uh, now when you were talking a lot about reuse and then also recycling, uh, I thought about uh, it's maybe important to understand the difference between those two terms. Uh, it might be sound like back to basic that we have to define this terminology, but I think it will come really important at the end of our discussion when we talk more about collection purposes and the different conditions of used textiles. And um, from my experience, I work a lot with these terms in terms of my research work. And uh, being absolutely honest here, before I joined the researcher forces, <laughs> I thought that dividing the trash between different household collection bins is something that recycling truly is. And uh, now at this point of time, it's quite familiar to me what is reuse and what is recycling. However, I do come across the situations and uh, various information sources where reusable and recyclable those two words are used interchangeably. Could you please clarify which processes stand behind the textile reuse from your experience? And then also where does recycling for textiles actually begin? Yeah, that is very necessary because I also think I don't know any regular person <laughs> outside of this uh, textile, use textile uh, industry or field that uh, uses recycling in its uh, specific meaning. It has a different meaning in everyday language. So we need to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. so the everyday meaning is usually it has everything. It means generally everything that has to do with uh, putting the stuff that you have that you don't need basically anywhere else besides your trash can at home. But the specific meaning that we are talking about here uh, and when we talk about recycling and the national collection, it actually means recovering the material and using it as a raw material for the new product. So with clothes and textiles, this means, for example, that you have your old pair of jeans and then the jeans are broken down to material level. And then the material, usually the cotton, is recovered from the jeans. The jeans are broken apart and then you take the cotton and then you mm -hmm. produce a new recycled textile fiber out of that cotton. And um, yeah, so basically it's utilized as a raw material for the new product. Mm -hmm. uh, I see. Yeah, and they are, it requires uh, like a factory process to do that. But uh, reuse is using an item of clothing in its original intended purpose. So if we take the pair of jeans as an example again, then it's uh, reusing the jeans as jeans. You wear them on your on you as trousers. That's reuse. So that's that doesn't require a factory process. You can just give them to your friend, for example, or sell them at a flea market. That's reuse. Mm -hmm. And uh, what this has to do with national collection? The national collection focuses precisely on recycling. Uh, mm -hmm. So there, there is, for example, an existing network of uh, actors who you can donate your clothes for reuse. They have to be in prime condition, but for recycling, it's for clothes that are in less than prime condition and maybe cannot be sold as they are right now. So it's a way of finding, finding ways to utilize the mm -hmm. old old maybe a little bit worn worn down clothes and textiles exactly i see 
Hmm. When we speak about reuse and recycling, and also now it's such a hot subject about national collection system, I have a personal impression or rather feeling that uh, reuse is kind of less emphasized nowadays, while recycling has been always such a sexy subject in a way. Uh, but we need to keep in mind that there is importance of waste prevention strategies. So it sounds maybe sounds funny, but uh, in those ways, like applying those uh, waste prevention strategies, we will we will have less things to recycle at the end of the day. And um, hmm, here I have actually rather personal question to you. I understand the motivation behind uh, establishing a collection uh, of textile for textile reuse and recycling to be more sustainable, environmental friendly. But uh, why did you personally become interested in textile reuse? Yeah, it's a it's a funny funny old story. Um, originally, I'm a social science student, and I graduated from social sciences as a master with a master's degree. Um, with, with a leaning towards gender studies and nationalism, so very different from recycled textiles. And after graduation, I was um, I was thinking about PhD and I was applying for part-time work that, uh, mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with academia. And I couldn't get the part-time work for a while and my writing for PhD lagged behind. So the local employment services uh, at Tampere sent me to Nextili for a work trial, which is customary to help with uh, career planning and um, to basically to do something that you are not just sitting at your home. So that's how I ended up in Nextili originally. And that's, next, that's what Nextili also does, that we offer opportunities for people who have been looking for work for a longer time and they receive instructions uh, instructions for doing the work so we learn like mm -hmm. basic work skills and also uh, career planning and uh, like uh, aiding aiding with uh, finding employment or mm -hmm. thinking about your next career plan and um, yeah when I worked there for a while uh, I thought okay this is really great it's a really great combination of environmental good and uh, social good and I was offered the opportunity to work at Nextili as an instructor and uh, that, that meant uh, that the PhD went to my desk, desk drawer. And now my first option is to work at Nextili. And I've been working here for three years already. And uh, my current status at Nextili is that I'm an instructor. Uh, and I instruct people who have, for example, they might never have had a job or they, they don't have a complete degree. And uh, from day to day, we sort textiles and with them and we work with vintage clothes and we offer them also career planning and for example we help them uh, finish their studies if they have unfinished studies. I'm also um, working at a project called functional learning environments of circular economy so we are finding when we move towards circular economy we are finding jobs uh, and also try to create jobs and identify places that there are jobs within the circular economy that do not require such a like a university degree, like a, we try to find where are the possible future, near future employment places for, for, for example, people with vocational degrees. I'm also the head, head of Nextilis Vintage Department and I'm responsible for half of Nextilis um, store that we have also at Tampere. We have a store besides sorting and yeah, I'm really excited about my work.
<laughs> that sounds exciting. And uh, it's so interesting that Next Daily has both such a strong uh, social aspect along with uh, environmental purpose in your work. So to me, it sounds as you are standing on the all sustainability pillars in a way, social, environmental and economic, hopefully. So you are now working on the and leading the project about textile sorting, as I understood from your background. And uh, I think I'd like to ask uh, more questions about collection and sorting practices. Also, I am a logistician myself, so uh, that's the topics that I'm curious the most, and I hope our listeners are as well. So uh, to me, it seems that textile collection and sorting processes are quite complicated. And uh, from my experience of studying and working uh, with charity collectors, I heard that textiles often are prone to humidity and mold in the collection containers. And uh, those things can prevent reuse and recycling. And uh, also, I know that the sorting process is very intensive. So people have to look up manually and check every single item that they get into their uh, sorting process. So from your experience, what makes textiles so special to handle? Or maybe if I better phrase this question, uh, how textiles are different from other waste types. Yeah, textiles are very delicate, as you described. You have to be very careful with them because one one uh, moldy textile, an item of textile can ruin the whole batch. But the main thing that separates textiles from other waste types, I think that the main difference is that there are immediate use and market value in textile waste in quotation mm -hmm. marks. So you can uh, open a bag of used textiles and we hope it's always washed and clean when it's brought to us, but you can open it and then you can grab an item of clothing from there. And if it's good, in good condition, clean, fashionable, you can just put it on a coat hanger, uh, attach a price tag and sell it. And um, you can sell it with five euros, 10 euros, maybe even 50 euros. So mm -hmm. it's difficult to imagine the same sort of process with uh, plastic or aluminum cans that you, yes, can just, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can just take them and uh, put them on a store, uh, just, just like they arrive and then sell them for good money. So I think that's, that's a big difference. Yeah, can't imagine doing that, for example, with a uh old, I don't know, uh, yogurt uh, carton, you know, exactly. <laughs> you just wash that and try to sell that over there. No, that's not going to work. Exactly. So the market value and immediate use is uh, something that textile waste is about. So it seems like the collection is important step, but you also emphasize that the content, the, uh, the clothing that, for example, consumers bring should be clean. And you, you hope that uh, that is. Uh, so it is important that what kind of content consumers uh, bring to the collection container or the collection point. And um, I wonder if there are any ways we can influence consumer sorting practices, or maybe at least we can direct them towards the right collection among all available options. And it seems like there are so many of them. So charity, private, and also now public collectors. Mm -hmm. That is a key question, uh, also <laughs> for the listeners, but also for us, uh, all of us people working with used textiles at the moment. Um, Good question then. <laughs> yeah, the local waste management companies will be responsible for organizing the national collection. 
and it's one and a half year away and a lot is lot is still uncertain so i try to talk about what what i know and from my, what i've heard and what i know from my experience that what we all want to do is to make it as easy as possible for the consumer and for the households to donate textiles but there will be varying conditions in different parts of finland such as population density and different networks of local actors for example in my small hometown in eastern finland there is as far as i know there is not a place to donate even even textiles in that are in good condition mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so the how the national collection will be done it i think the local practices will vary so Mm. They try to make use of the local actors and try to take into account the local specificities. Something we, I think we do know, it's good that we try to collect stuff that is uh, for, recycle- for recycling. So the stuff that it's, um, that's it in prime condition, that could be sold or reused, We are not so sure about that yet, that is it the same place, is it like a one-stop shop or is it recommended that you donate it to some existing actors that collect the reusable textiles already. Mm-hmm. And um, we are not sure how it will look, so it's possible that the collection where you donate it for the national collection, is it uh, indoors or outdoors? Um, Is it, uh, for example, located at malls or is it um, maybe at some yards mm-hmm. like uh, like your bio waste, for example? Um, likely it will be in some public places, um, for example, near malls or near like market squares um, in such uh, in a similar fashion that a plastic collection is mm-hmm. organized than and that there will be container container boxes where you can donate the used textiles and yeah there are good sides and bad sides to that the outdoors collection boxes are sensitive to humidity but they can be closer closer mm-hmm. and there can be more of them so it's it's a good thing um It is kind of a trade-off between accessibility and then also can be kind of uh, collection safety of the material inside that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, smart people are trying to find the best possible solution <laughs> for that. Yeah. And yeah, also what what the consumers have to, uh, how I would direct the consumers at this point is um, follow your local waste management company uh, and their information they are the principal actor here so that's a that's always a good good thing to do from this point onwards also uh, remember to prioritize reuse so if you have clothes that are good to be sold please try to sell them first and then only after that donate for the national collection and please remember to wash wash the used clothes that you are donating and make sure they are properly dried mm-hmm. and also stuff that has a high hygiene risk such as underwear will not be suitable for the national collection um, yeah and also i've seen that in next daily at my place of employment that um, we are this uh, kind of one-stop shop where you can donate 
like a, from reusable to recyclable textiles and we see that there will there is always some textiles that are not in good enough condition and it's it is really important that they are because um we cannot be sure how much in the same bag is contaminated even if there is one one mm -hmm. or two bad items of clothing uh, mm -hmm. because stuff like mold can be really hazardous to clothes um yeah, yeah that's spread a, around yeah that's true but well yeah that's about it those are the most important uh, instructions i can think of <laughs> that's great so um now when you were talking i was thinking about some examples and then please correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. uh, so if let's say i have absolutely dirty piece of clothing having some i don't know oil or some really stains that are, can be spread over other textiles so i would rather put that to mixed waste because i know it will be burned for energy and burning waste is also sort of a way of recovering right so those absolutely dirty and non-recyclable items, they go to mixed waste in our household. Is that true? Yes, um, that is true. If it's like completely dirty, if there's stains like blood stains or urine stains or stuff like mm -hmm. that, uh, or if it's mm -hmm. absolutely dirty and disgusting, the, an item of clothing, yes, the mixed waste is the best place, best place to put it, your regular old trash can at home. Because uh, yeah, it's more most economical and ecological mm -hmm. to burn it because it would be really difficult to recover the material from there because there is high hygiene risk. So definitely, yeah, for some items, it's best to put it in your trash yeah. can at home. Exactly. Exactly. So then I'm thinking about those items that are, um, for example, having some worn out spots, or for example, they are simply not good enough for being reused. So there are some parts that are completely missing. And you know that, uh, for example, you wouldn't be wearing them again. And then most likely some other person also wouldn't be happy about having that item in their wardrobe if we talk about clothing. So this is the right kind of item for national collection of used textiles. That's something that they want to have because they will recycle that. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. It can, it can have, and it prefer, <laughs> preferably has like some small faults it can have holes, mm -hmm. but it has to be washed and clean and not of high hygiene risk. So yeah, that sounds like the correct type of product. Okay, that's good. So I think I start to understand the logic applied behind that. And then last category is the ones, the reusable uh, textiles, like the precious ones, the ones you can get most value out from, I guess, if you sell them as uh, they are, if they go to, for example, charity stores or a vintage selection of next deal. And uh, there, basically, I guess the rule of thumb would be that you would be happy to wear them again yourself. Like uh, maybe the style would work still for you. And uh, yeah, or for example, you would be able to sell them and give to a friend and not being ashamed of doing that. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, but actually selling the clothing uh, through the store or, for example, Facebook or giving it to a friend, it sounds to me like most common ways to uh, in, do the reuse of clothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that in Nextily you have such advanced reuse practices. So maybe could you share with us a bit more about how do you do reuse at Nextily as professionals? Yeah, with pleasure. Uh, yeah, so the at Nextily uh, we have quite a wide variety of possibilities for reuse so even if you're if even when you're donating for reuse it might be good to check the website uh, 
of the actor you are donating to to check out what they receive and what they don't receive. I think we at Nextily are a little bit special in what we mm-hmm. can receive for reuse as well. Um, so our main thing is reusing and reusing it locally. So it's important to us uh, that the benefits of the donated clothes are felt in the same communities. And um, yeah, and also be, uh, because of ecological reasons that you don't have to transport the used textiles all over. And uh, our textile sorters at Nextily go through every item that's donated and then check whether it meets the criteria for reuse or recycling or whether the only possible alternative is actually burning it as energy waste, which happens also. Um, but yeah, we have the regular reuse, regular clothes that you donate that are in prime condition, that are modern and fashionable. Uh, we, ha- we are in partnership with um, three recycling centers at Tampere and we direct our sellable modern secondhand clothes there to be sold. But then, and this is the special part, um, we have a vintage selection at our own store. It's basically clothes that are produced in the 2000s or earlier. And we also sell clothes that have some faults in them. They can have small holes or even bigger holes or some stains. We have clothes and textiles that, yeah, they are faulty, but we still sell them at a price. Uh, it's a lower price, but we still are able and willing to sell them, which is fantastic. That the old clothes with and the material is often also very good. Uh, it's really nice that we can also find a new home for them uh, with people who are skilled at repairing them. And we have a very skilled customer base who can do that and who are willing to buy them and who are into vintage. So it's a really, really fun and privileged position to be in as next deal. Mm-hmm. Also, we are selling second-hand yarns, fabrics, and handicraft supplies, and sewing machines. And as far as I know, that's unique in Finland, uh, having a second-hand store for those items, at least on our scale. Also, we have tailorized collections for entrepreneurs. So if an entrepreneur can find something at our store, they can contact us and they can re- request for uh, specific types of items to be collected for them specially. And then we negotiate the price and then it's possible to, for entrepreneurs to get exactly what they want. For, for example, for some new idea for a new circular economy product that they decide to produce. So it's a, it's a good service. I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. heard of similar service either elsewhere in Finland, but it may exist, maybe. Also, uh, those are the things we get money out of, but we also do charity and we want to give back because people donate their textiles to us. We want also to donate them onwards and have uh, have the possibility to do good things around us. So we also have the similar types of tailorized collections for charities. So also charities and associations can contact us and for uh, general good purposes, uh, they can also request that we collect something for them specifically and that's usually for free. Uh, For example, we have collected items of clothing for mother and child homes, day center for people struggling with addictions, animal shelters, theater productions, etc., etc. And we also have a deal with uh, primary schools in Tampere 
that they can pick up free materials for their textile lessons at schools. And we have similar sort of deal with um, textile industry students uh, at studying at uh, Vocational Institute Tredu at Tampere. Uh, we also send some materials uh, to charity abroad. We have um, like a, we give hand to hand with a, in a, with a hand to hand principle to some charity workers uh, that donate them to people less privileged people in Baltic countries. Uh, we just send some material to Gambia and we also work with UFF to send some materials abroad. But we try to emphasize the local reuse more and more and we try to we try to achieve that all of our material stays within the borders of Finland during the year 2022 and from there onwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, well, firstly, it's impressive. It's impressive that you do so many different reuse practices within Next Dealy and you listed so many of them. So it is really an extensive portfolio. And uh, I like your idea about uh, locality and uh, being a domestic reuse actor, because as a logistician, I do believe that if we reduce the emissions uh, and we prevent our textiles from traveling somewhere abroad, even though they would be seeking uh, for another life, we still be can become more sustainable if we do that domestically and locally. Uh, and uh, now when you were describing all different uh, reuse purposes that you have within Next Dealy, uh, I was uh, kind of getting back to our discussion about uh, sorting practices. So it seems like all these diverse uh, reuse uh, purposes require skilled workforce that actually can professionally sort textiles according to criteria uh, for different purposes. And uh, I think other uh, fields that are now into heavily into recycling, they might experience similar issues around uh, workforce for recycling and uh, various tasks that are linked to uh, valorization of waste. So what do you think, what types of specialists will be needed at different phases and uh, where will it be possible to get that education? And we can take Finland as an example, maybe. Yeah, uh, we, when the society, society will change, hopefully a lot, and then we will need new kinds of uh, expertise. And uh, yeah, when we move closer towards circular economy, we will require personnel with various areas of expertise. I'm sure we will need engineers, manufacturers, mechanics, marketing people to develop their circular economy expertise. But uh, what I know most about is the collection phase because I'm working with that daily. And that also requires uh, a specific set of skills um, and it requires training, in my opinion. And currently, in most cases, uh, the sorting of text used textiles is not a paid full-time profession and it doesn't have relevant education or it's not available in Finland. But mm -hmm. we wish, we wish, we at Nextilium both, uh, and me personally, we wish it will become a full-time profession with, uh, with uh, maybe study programs. And I'm happy to say that Nextili, uh, among one of the one or two others in Finland, have created a course as part of text, textile and fashion industry studies about um, sorting uh, recycled, rec quotation marks, recycled textiles. Um, and it's uh, part of the 
project that was mentioned, the functional learning environment, environments of circular economy. And um, it's a 12 week course that you can do at, here at Nextili and you get the credits at the Vocational Institute Tredu at Tampere. And the course includes uh, practical sorting. You learn different material fibers by hand. You do the actual sorting work. And also there are theoretical lessons every week. For example, about which clothes are sellable. How do you identify things uh, such as textile pests? Um, what are the possible advantages and disadvantages of certain textile materials about vintage? what vintage can be sold and in what condition and other possibilities for reuse for example how to handle the tailorized collections special collections and yeah various topics and we hope that this this along with the other few courses that exist we really hope this will form a basis for a nationwide vocational course for textile sorting i think we need that because there will be the nationwide collection so we need people who have had the training and who do the sorting all over Finland, uh, at least the pre-sorting phase locally in various parts of Finland. And also eventually I hope there will be a degree of, for example, textile sorting and logistics or something like that. I I will hope that it will happen mm -hmm. and I will I will hope that Next Daily has also a role role in that because I would be really excited to work with that. Uh, I also would like to have that because uh, then I could come up with uh, teaching and then also to join that uh, my research would be actually uh, applied over there. So that's fantastic that there is already opportunity and uh, I didn't know about this course. So it makes me uh, feel very positive that uh, education is kind of the key. So I feel like with that education and educating people forward, we can build up a successful future and uh, actually achieve circle economy because we will get people, knowledgeable people, experts in uh, uh, reuse and recycling, particularly also for textile industry. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, in Finland, I have an impression that people are very engaged with sustainable lifestyle. At some point, I feel like now, nowadays it is at the kind of stone of the Finnish lifestyle. So, um, and they know a lot for a basic consumer, for basic textile consumer. Uh, the changes that we discussed right now will demand quite a lot of skillful people to work with textile collection, but also I'm thinking about the consumers, uh, consumer perspective. It feels like uh, it will increase uh, the demand, like what's demanded from them as uh, textile consumers at the point when they dispose their clothing uh, or other household textiles. And um, now, since they listen through the entire episode and they get so many insights, uh, I want them to leave this episode with kind of main takeaways from our discussion uh, as for textiles, textile consumers. So the question that we maybe would like to answer with these takeaways would be, how can we help them not to lose themselves in these upcoming changes related to uh, textile collection and how to be a sustainable consumer? Okay, so top tips for the listener. Yeah, top tips. How to how to survive the national collection. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, I think it all starts from buying less and producing less waste. So think about what you buy. Buy less. Uh, buy ecological. Buy ethical. Buy secondhand. 
take care and remember to enjoy your clothes. Um, repair them if need be. Um, and please, please, please donate clothes that are washed. Wash your clothes first and follow the instructions of the place you are donating them to. Check their website. It's their job to make the instructions clear and simple. Hopefully they also will be that. So follow the instructions there. Also, uh, to keep up to date, follow your local waste, ma waste management company's information about this. Uh, they should be your primary source of information in your local area. And it might be useful to remember from this episode the difference between recycling and reuse and based on that to handle your used textiles accordingly. So at first think about reuse, think that is there a place you can donate for reuse and then check out the possibilities for recycling for the clothes that are not in prime condition that are to be sold. We will see whether it will be like a one-stop shop where you can donate all of them, but it's, it's still good whether it will be that, it's still good to know the difference. Also, you might want to check us out next daily at our social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. That's really cool. I love your vintage selection, so it's good to follow. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I would like to sign in under everything you just said. And maybe just for myself, I would also add to the first point that love your clothing. So for me, it has changed a lot of my uh, like consumption, a lot of my consumption habits when I started actually to really fall in love with what I'm buying from uh, clothing stores, uh, repairing that, cleaning, taking care of that, cleaning it carefully. And then also kind of sharing that love by donating clean pieces that I can't uh, or don't want to wear myself to charity organization. And yes, so now I think we are reaching the end of uh, our episode. And uh, thank you very much, Empo, for being here today, uh, making it possible to have such an interesting discussion about textile reuse and uh, about what's coming up with national collection of uh, used textiles. So coming back to our listeners, uh, we really hope you enjoyed today's episode and it was insightful for you. We are looking forward to your feedback as well on everything that we have shared with you here today. And uh, so with you today, we had Empo Nurmenin from Nextili and uh, me, Anna Zuravleva from Hamken School of Economics. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs>